Hey guys, welcome to Real Nonsense. We're a group of teens just living our lives and honestly trying to learn more about everyday phenomena. In this podcast, we wanted to deep dive into the topics that will affect not only our lives, but the lives of anyone, both in and out of our age group. Now that we said all that real stuff, let's get into the nonsense. So, it's been a while since our last episode because of break, and I was just wondering how everybody's break was. Did you guys do anything fun? No. Dang. Did you brush? Okay. I got my wisdom teeth out. Oh, wow. I got mine over the Um, I still have not drunk out of a straw, so that's really awesome. Yeah, I know. And it was like over two weeks ago, and I do still have a bruise on my arm. Oh like, yeah. That's after two weeks, over two weeks. Um, for people who can't see, it's like gross still, and it's. Gonna get that checked out or? Um, no, I'm it's just a hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, it was very annoying the whole process. No one get their wisdom teeth out. Um, I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, but yeah, that that sucks. I got mine out um, in the summer and it was nasty. My you look like a so sm- It was. Oh, I looked like yeah. one of those Minecraft stick, like Minecraft figures. It was just a block oh, yeah. of flesh. It was really uncomfortable. I have no swelling. <laughs> Okay, really? well. Yeah, I used, I, if you use a lot of ice, you have to alternate sides every, like, 30 minutes. Must be great to be I, privileged. Okay, well, I yeah. listened to my mom when she said. I tried so. that, but my mouth was bleeding too much. I just <laughs> kept on spitting up blood. I only used one thing of gauze as well. Yeah, I, I watched too many them. tiki-talkies, and the few days before, not a few days, but the day before, I literally chugged a whole carton of pineapple, pineapple juice. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to eat past midnight at, not, er, at 11.30. I didn't know yeah. you were supposed to drink it before, and so I chugged pineapple yeah. juice. And so, what does yeah. that do? It, like, it, the acid, it's like... Oh. Yeah, and so I like did not have any swelling. I was so. just fast. And I had very little pain too. I didn't even take that many pain meds. Yeah, I didn't, I took one pain med. Yeah, I didn't take that many. I well, I also good. wanted to drive the next day, and like you can't oh, drive on pain meds, yeah. so like I did take a lot of Advil. Um, but I had like you know Panera bread, like yeah. actual bread from Panera. I had that the next day, and it's very hard. Yeah, and that the very next day, which was kind of probably stupid of me because it did like kind of hurt to eat it, but I still had it, it and like I didn't die. So I had a bunch of Jello and ice cream. I just say something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You anything? Me? Yeah. I didn't take. I didn't get my wisdom teeth. <laughs> I know that, but um, jealous. Yeah, I don't really know anything about wisdom teeth to be honest. Not gonna lie. Do you have They're like any? the. I don't know. Oh. Have your dentist ever X-rayed you for them or? No, I don't know. You 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 have the margin. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they haven't like come through. Like there's only one of mine had come through, um, and they had to like you know, open up my gums. And None then. of mine even came through. They were just like, just get them out as soon yeah. as you can. All yeah. four of mine were coming through, and they had to oh do like a two-hour operation on me. Mine was like twenty minutes. Bruh! I did mine <laughs> so wrong. It's like terrible to me as well. Were you drug? Were you were you on drugs? They drugged me, but I didn't feel like I was on drugs. I was just like sitting down. It was weird. One moment, my 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 dental surgeon or whatever, he's talking in Spanish to me, and then the next, I'm asleep, and then I wake up and I'm like. but going back to your question i over winter break i went to indianapolis and visited my family on my mom's side with my siblings and i got to hang out with them more do you see them over breaks um sometimes i see them over winter break most, most of the time and then not on spring break, but sometimes in summer break because that's when most of our birthdays are at. Mm-hmm. So I just go up and visit. I visited my dad in Ohio over break and it was pretty fun. I didn't do anything but sleep 
for like 14 hours every day, which yeah. is really not healthy. Don't follow my example, but it was so good. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. It was great. So the topic of today is going to be familial pressures, and we're kind of looking more into the aspect of pressures from your siblings. So in my family, I have an older sibling who's like 10 years older than me, so he's like a fully grown adult, he's moved out, all that kind of stuff. And so I also have a younger brother, but because of the age gap, I kind of feel more like, I feel like I, I identify more with the oldest sibling because whenever we've been growing up, my parents have always looked to me to set the example for my little brother or to um, be good for my little brother and help him out with things and explain things to him whenever he needs like someone his age to relate to. Um, and so that kind of situation has always been kind of a stressor for me, especially recently now that we're in high school, because I feel like a lot of the stress that I get from my sibling, the sibling part of my family is more like, it's not from my siblings, because people aren't really telling me, like, they expect me to do these kinds of things or expect me to live up to a certain standard. But I feel like my whole sibling dynamic is kind of like a really big stressor for me. Yeah, I also agree with that, because like, I'm the older sibling, I have a brother that's um, six years younger than me and with that um, there's many times where my parents like they've told me to be like hey can you tell this to your brother can you explain this to your brother instead of you know them going to him because you know that dynamic like they think that he would understand what I like if I talk to him better than if they would go up to him and talk to him so they think that you know we have that connection and so I can talk to him like that. I feel like I relate to that too because I'm the oldest sibling with six siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm used as a middle ground person. Just whenever they want to address something, they think it's better if it comes from me than it comes from yeah. the parent. Because they don't want the parent and so parent and daughter slash son relationship to get messed up. I know for me, it's really been, um, I get like a lot of emotions of trying to feel like I always need to live up to a certain standard or I have to set a really good example and stuff. And so because of that, I feel like it helps me in a way that I feel motivated to work really hard, motivated to do really good and set things up for my younger brother in any way that I can because that's, and it helps me because it makes me sure that I do well and it makes me more incentivized to do good things. But. I feel like if that kind of emotion, that kind of drive doesn't stem from a place of wanting to make yourself better, it can kind of twist and end up tearing yourself down or end up getting in your own way a lot of the time. And I feel like that can show, like, because I'm an only child, and I feel like that can show as well. Um, because, like, with being an only child, and, like, I was an only grandchild until I was, like, 15. Um, yeah, like, I, I have two younger cousins, but they weren't born until I was, like, 15, 16. Uh, and like with that the pressure is like always on just you like uh -huh. everyone is just looking at you and like yeah. it's like I I mean a lot of people like talk about like how you know how much attention only children get and things like that but sometimes it's like so much attention that like every like thing that I do is like very closely watched mm -hmm. and like not in like a creepy way um, <laughs> but like if I if like something happens um, and, like, I get, like, a really bad grade about, or, like, with something, like, I can't be, like, oh, well, like, my sibling got a worse, or, like, you know, I can't, like, do anything to, like, deflect the attention onto them. Right. It's just, like, always on me. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's hard to, like, I make think older siblings also relate to that because we're the example. We yeah. We set the example for the younger ones, and mm -hmm. 
anything we do has to be closely watched. Like we have to do everything right. We yeah. have to be perfect in any every way so the younger ones don't commit any mistake that mm -hmm. we did. And then, but also because like I have an older brother, and so I feel like the other side of that is kind of like your older per sibling is getting all this attention and getting like watched to set the example for you. But then, whenever you're trying to live your life and make your own path, you always are compared to the older sibling, and so it's kind of like you always need to meet this expectation of your older sibling did this, why can't you do this to the same degree, if not better? And so there's always a lot of pressure on me as well because on both sides of making sure I set a good example for my younger brother, making sure that he's doing good and watching over him, but also making sure I live up to the expectations that my older sibling has set for me, which can be really difficult to balance because there's always all these so many different things going on and trying to make sure that I can care for things both in the home life and also like in my academics and stuff. And it's just really hard to balance sometimes, I feel like. Yeah, that literally happened, like, in my house yesterday. Because um, <laughs> me and my brother are, like, very, like, we're like, oh, don't compare us to anybody because we don't want to be compared. Stuff like that. We've, like, gone over that before. Mm -hmm. But it's like, um, I think my mom said something about when I was in fifth grade, I used to come home and show her whatever papers I needed to and then throw them in the trash when I needed to. And um, my brother, he's one of those who stuffs papers in his bag and never takes them out. <laughs> so my mom went over all of his stuff. Like, she went through all of his all stuff of yesterday. From, uh, all Dang. from last semester. It was everything in there, just stuffed in there. And he took it all out. And um, so she told him, she was like, oh, this is what your sister used to do. And he brought it up in the car with me. He was like, do you know what mom did today? I was like, what? And he was like, she just compared you to me. And she said she would never do that. And I was like are you sure? And my mom's like, well, it's not really comparing. And then he brought the whole story. And so then um, my mom was like, yeah, but like, you know, I mean, I just kind of like showed him an example so he knows what to do next time. I was like, okay, but you know, it's still comparing to yeah. a point, but yeah. I feel like parents don't ever realize that they are comparing children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because my parents do it all the time. Without but just they, knowing it. And when I, whenever, yeah, without knowing it, because if I bring it up, I'd be like, you just compared, like, my younger sibling, my freshman sister, Jenny, you just compared Jenny to me. Yeah. Like, what's that about? And then they're like, no, we didn't. And, like, they start, like, recapping everything that happened. And then they're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> they're like, oh, wait a minute. As they realize. <laughs> yeah. And so I think they don't really realize what we take as comparing and what they take. Because it's probably like, not like weird for parents, but like maybe like confusing. Like if one child is like does all this like all these like awesome things, and like I'm not saying that any like younger child like is like any of you guys are like this, but like if this younger child that they have is like so much different, or like is yeah. so, and like if the older child is like a really good per or vice versa as well. Like one child's like a really good person, and then the other has like kind of like questionable morals not that like I, any of you guys are your siblings too but then it would just like be weird like how did I raise a child that is like this but then I also raise a child that like you know yeah isn't as like kind or like whatever you know right. like aspect they're looking at I feel like that relates to me because my older and younger brother are both super into sports they're both super into stuff like that and then I'm like not at all into that kind of stuff very and artsy. I'm like yeah I'm very artsy so while they were out playing basketball or football or whatever I was like learning how to use watercolors so it's like <laughs> we don't really relate on a lot of stuff in that I feel like we're still like strong close siblings but it's just that whenever your differences and stuff are like so just 
completely off track like that. It can be like I feel like my younger brother and I a lot of times like completely just like opposite like mm-hmm. opposite people because we may be siblings, but that doesn't mean that we're identical to to each other. And like we have all these different things that make us like our own kind of person. Um, but we another thing is that all three of us have like all my siblings have learned how to play piano, right? And so my older and younger brother are also really good at piano and I'm not as good as them. <laughs> like I can kind of play, but they're definitely much better than me. And so it's kind of weird to be like, my younger sibling is like, when he's out playing all these really cool, amazing pieces and learning by ear and stuff, and I'm like still working on this different kind of um, song or really struggling or something, it can be kind of weird um, in my own head to be like, he's younger than me, but he's doing so much better than me. And it's not mm-hmm. that I'm jealous, it's just that, because I'm really happy for him when he succeeds and does good and stuff. Like he's doing all these amazing things and I'm proud of him, but a little part of me is like, shouldn't you be doing better and helping him and setting the example for him? Like, yeah. it kind of feels like I'm not doing my job or I'm failing or I'm not working mm-hmm. hard enough and that kind of, it kind of like gets at you a lot of the time, I feel like. Yeah, like, um, for two of my friends, like, they have, um, like, we're both, like, we're all juniors and, like, they have uh, younger, like, they each have a younger sister in, uh, like, in freshman, or who's a freshman, anyways. <laughs> and, like, I've, um, like, talked to, like, one of them, they were, like, talking about, um, kind of, like, they just compare, like, where was I yeah. as a freshman? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, for one of them, she's like, oh, well, that was way better. Uh, or, like, at whatever subject. Um, right. I mean, part of that's probably being sisters. But then another one was, like, well, by the time, like, she becomes a junior, like, what if she's better than me? And, like, she feels, because, like, it's only a two-year difference. And yeah. so then she thinks, like, well, maybe I need to start, like, doing this so that, you know, like, well, by the time my sister becomes a junior that, like, you know, we're at least at the same level. And, like, if not, like, if I'm not better, then we're at least at the same level. And, like, I can imagine the stress of that, like, too, like, with your younger sister being, like, very close behind you, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it also, jealousy plays an impact on relationship with your siblings or even with your relationship with your parents too because growing up you guys could have grown up completely different had a, dif- a completely different childhood versus your, your younger siblings too because I know personally in my experience when I was a when I was when I was the first I'm the firstborn so as a firstborn you got most of the attention you got all the baby pictures you got everything for the first couple of years and then your, your siblings get along like tag along and then all the attention goes on to them mm-hmm. and as a first child and as a firstborn I was mainly the one who they always came to and I have divorced parents so whenever they split up I was the one who was like a parent to my sisters and been like yo like anything I didn't want them to see I protected them from the scene you know mm-hmm. so in a way you can like grow jealousy from I put my childhood to the side for yours, right. or even, even as, like how Kaylee said, like, because um, my my sister's a freshman too. My sister's a freshman too, so all her like outgoings and all her like successes and achievements, I feel proud of because I was the one who like yeah. pushed her to it, and even like being outgoing, she got that because I created that environment growing up for her. Mm-hmm. And versus me, I'm more on the shy side and I'm more of the, I don't really wanna go out or like try new things or try new clubs or try this or like all that stuff versus she, like she's in speech and she's yeah. in business club, which I could never do. <laughs> so 
I think, in a way, being a firstborn or being like in that position, you create some sort of envy or jealousy for the way they grew up versus the way you grew up. And I guess that also impacts a lot of the like family dynamic. I can definitely relate to that in my family because my older brother is 10 years older than me. And so we're first generation immigrants. And so he faced a lot of the struggles of first generation immigrants that I was able to be saved from because he went through it for me. Like, he was struggling to learn English and getting rid of his accent and facing social pressures because of his accent, because of his differences. Um, and my parents were still figuring out things in America and they had to figure out things together and with all these kinds of restrictions and stuff. And so after, because so much time has passed until I was born, they had so much more time to figure everything out for me and understand all the different kinds of complexities of like American culture and American society and stuff like that. That my older brother was able to be there for me and my parents so that everything could go more smoothly, I feel like, for me and my little brother's childhood in comparison to like how crazy his childhood was with having to figure everything out and raise a child now that he had already gone through that kind of struggle. My little brother and I are so much more, um, we're so much more well prepared in our environment and so much more knowledgeable um, um, with just like figuring everything out here and I feel like that really benefited us when we were growing up and gave us a different kind of environment. Mm -hmm, yeah, because like the responsibility, because I'm a first gen too, like the responsibility you carry as being the firstborn and the first gen, yeah. Yeah. like that's a lot, mm -hmm. that's a lot. Because you don't have anybody here in America that yeah. can help you. And most of my family is are immigrants, like yeah, I have like an aunt who went to college, but what am like, I can't reach out to her because she's like so like away from college now, right? right? And I can't like talk to my dad about it, like how am I gonna pay for college? or what college do you think should go for me or like I know how I should get around but I know that at the, at the same time I should be teaching my parents like yo this is what needs to be happening this is what I need to do this is what you need to do because it's not only on me but in a sense you, you like feel that responsibility you feel that requirement to like figure it all on, on your own mm -hmm. and plus it also like it's scary to reach out at points it's scary yeah. to like go to your counselor and be like, hey, yeah. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Uh -huh. Or like, what are these AP exams doing for me? Like, how am I benefiting from it? Yeah. Like, how am I benefiting from taking IP courses? How, what is this for me? Because at the same time, like, I'm clueless. Yeah. Like, I know so much, but I'm clueless. I'm still yeah. 17. Right. Versus my sister, she's a freshman. By the time she graduates, by the time she needs to worry about college, I had already gone through all of that, mm -hmm. and I can help her. Yeah. And then the, that just keeps going on and on and on. But like, it's just, like you set the path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That can wow. be a lot to you know, deal with. With what you said, like, I, I, like right now, of course my brother's really small, so he doesn't have to worry about college or anything. But um, I help him with his assignments. And um, I never got anyone to help me with my assignments. <laughs> like if I had to write it, like the other day he came, to me with like oh I don't know how to write this summary I was like okay but I always had to write whenever I had to write summaries I never had anybody or like if I had to write something or if I had to do some kind of homework I never had anything like anybody to help me with that like my parents would come up to me they'd be like we'll help you as much as we can but they still there's you know so they, much they can there's, do yeah there's only so much that they could do and so with that also like a lot of my family says like oh you matured, you're like way more mature than your age. It might not seem like it at school, don't worry. 
but they say that they're like you matured way earlier than you should have and like I'm the most mature in my family I would feel like and so um I feel like that's a little bit because of how I've been raised also my parents they were like they were new to the United States when I was born like they were I was born a year after they immigrated here so with that obviously they were still learning how to get through life here and how to settle down and all that kind of stuff and they were still raising me at that point so also my first language was not English so I also had to come overcome that barrier whenever I went to school it's like you matured because you had to yeah because, like, the circumstances basically yeah. I also feel like parents parent different as they get used to more to the United States culture to the American culture too to even having a firstborn, to even having children in general. Yeah. Because they parent differently with their firstborn than with their secondborn, or even with their thirdborn, for me, or their sixthborn. <laughs> but, um, because for me, it would always be like, Margie, like, if you don't understand an assignment, if you don't know how to wash dishes, if you don't know how to wash your clothes, if you don't know how to do this, if you don't know how to do that, figure it out. They would never really give, like, a hand to help me. They won't be like, oh, you don't know how to read? Let me help you how to read. Because at that point, my parents were immigrants, so they don't, they don't, they didn't even know how to read English. Yeah. So, yeah. I understand why I grew up and why I was raised that way and why I had to mature such a young age. I understand why, but at the same time, like you grow, like why me? You know, firstborns are always like, why me? Why did I have to go through it? And why did my siblings not have to go through? It? Like, or even like sometimes when you have an argument with your sister, like or with your sibling. You'd be like, you should be grateful that you grew up differently than the way I did. I really know what you mean because my older brother, he, um, like, my parents were, I feel like they were so much more rough and serious on him, but then <laughs> for me and my little brother, they were so much more kind, so much more, like, softer, I feel like. It's not that they were unkind to my older brother, but they, they let me, they reach out to me so much more and give me so much more personalized things. And my older brother gives me so much more personalized advice that I feel like if I need help, I have someone to turn to now. Whereas I know with my older brother from the stories that he tells me about, he really doesn't. He really had to figure everything out for himself because he didn't have like an aunt or an uncle or parents who had gone through the whole ringer of like American life and that could actually help him with this kind of thing. And they're like, even down to the most basic necessities, like what you said, like reading English, like that's not really something that anybody that he had could really help him with other than like his school. Now what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so like useless because like I'm a fifth generation American. <laughs> you, you've said, you've said things. <laughs> You're Thank you. Gen? Yeah. Damn. Around that, yeah. So I was reading this article by um, this psychotherapist called Alfred Adler. He was from a while ago and he has his like Harry Potter glasses. He's so cool. I think he's from Austria too, but our... <laughs> Our youth first um, social worker at our school was giving me information about this because I wanted to like research up on it before the podcast, obviously. And um, there was these articles about like birth order theory and stuff. And like um, I read the article too. Uh, and so basically, they were talking about how um, like whoever was born first, they tend to mature faster, kind of like Mar- Margie um, and Pratchett were talking about, uh, because they have to like they mature faster because that's the environment that they were set in um and then for the second born they usually tend these are just like kind of more serious yeah yeah Yeah. um very general but like uh second born people like kids tend to be more um 
like artistic or like develop some sort of hobby that like sets them apart from their older sibling um like jonathan he's like super into art and like he's a middle child um so like he fits fits right in with that stereotype um and then usually with the third born um they'll tend like they're much more babied um based on like the pattern they're a lot more babied and they and they end up to be like more rebellious because of that because they like think that they can get away with more things or like they think that the repercussions will be much less severe because they're the youngest and like um like the older children know how to take care of themselves more so like a lot Mm -hmm. more attention is put on the youngest kids and they also i think they were like more um specific and complex branches of that theory like um, a ghost child or like a rainbow baby and stuff and there was all these different kinds of like subcategories and everything which was really cool and I felt like whenever I was reading it at least it got to like the firstborn and the middle child sections and I was reading through them and as I was reading I felt so exposed because every line was kind of really right I didn't identify with anything or with everything I mean but a good amount of it was really true for me and I was like wow I've been exposed am I a basic am I basic yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Apparently. Um, for the audience, um, we will be linking these resources in our description so you guys can go more in depth about the theory and about the child order and everything that we learned and we felt so identified with. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so basically, what I really think is important to take away is that sibling dynamics um, can be really stressful and stuff. and your whole family situation can be stressful trying to lead an example for other people to follow or live up to the expectations set by your predecessors and stuff like that and it can be really really cumbersome on your mental health but um, to anybody listening who kind of can relate to this or can feel this way or know someone who can relate to this just know that you really aren't alone and that there are always people there for you to talk to you can talk to people in your school and your family your friends um, because chances are they feel these things too like these kinds of feelings are not new people have been feeling this way for so long for like for centuries there's so many studies on this that you can look at too and so I think with a really what a really good piece of advice is that um, you need to appreciate the things that you have in common with your siblings or your friends but it's really also important to embrace the things that you don't have in common and know that that's what sets you apart and makes you your own person there's no reason to be ashamed of um, developing or growing up at a different rate than someone else because everyone's journey is their own. You can't compare yourself to someone else. And that's it. Goodbye. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And we'd like to welcome the fifth and sixth hosts of the night, Sreya and Riley. You have to say hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, follow real nonsense on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. My parents have that phone case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>